Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So the other day I saw a, a video pop up in my subscription feed here on YouTube from the Dave Ramsey show titled, what should I do with $50,000 in gold? Now, I think initially I watched part of it. I, I already knew what Dave was gonna say, uh, but I actually went back uh, uh, before I recorded this here and, and listen to the whole thing in its entirety, all five minutes and 34 seconds. So basically the scenario here, and, and I thought, you know, I make a, a video or a podcast on this because I think a lot of you guys can relate to, to the situation here. Basically, uh, especially those of you that are a little bit older, but, but I think you all, all will, will be really uh, kind of annoyed by what Dave has to say here. But basically the scenario here is he gets a call from a 67-year-old guy who has received uh, $50,000 worth of gold from his father, who's 89 years old, is not yet deceased, but you know, for all intents and purposes, you can consider this some sort of a you know inheritance. Okay, fifty thousand dollars in gold. And so he calls Dave, says, "What should I do with it?" And predictably, Dave says, "Liquidate it, find a broker and liquidate it." And then most of the rest of the the, the segment is him talking about how can you do this without paying taxes and et cetera, et cetera. And then at the end, he goes back and says, but yeah, I would liquidate it. Gold is a bad investment and it's too volatile. Now, now, first of all, how would you feel if you were in that position of, of this guy's father? Because I know a lot of you guys are, are, are serious. You guys are passionate about silver and gold and, and what it stands for. And, 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 and I know that many of you have this plan long term where, hey, yeah, silver and gold might be something that helps me survive very rough economic times. It might be something that I can use to trade for cheap real assets, whether that be uh, you know, even stocks, but certainly things like real estate or uh, uh, land, house, uh, or or a business, etc. Um, trade for something of real value, or you know, if if nothing else, you plan on passing down a, a good chunk, or maybe all of it, to your children. Maybe that's when you pass on. Maybe it's when they or when you reach a certain age. But that's kind of in your long term plan here, right? Now, now, how irked would you be if you were that father and you passed it down, only to have your child immediately? Go call somebody and say, hey, what should I do with this? And they say, liquidate it. Now, I hope this guy doesn't. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he'll liquidate it, move it into something else. And, and this is something that, you know, I, I've talked about in the past with Dave Ramsey. In terms of getting out of debt and whatnot, he has helped a ton of people, right? Really, some part of it is his plan. And part of it is just kind of motivational, helping people believe that, you know, this debt seems insurmountable, but there's ways to get out from under it. And that's great and all. But when it comes to investments, especially when it comes to gold, you know, I see him as very, uh, how shall I put it, ignorant, maybe, um, misguided. And, 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 you know, I don't want to be too, too, uh, 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 you know, uh, insulting of him or whatever, because, you know, he seems like a nice guy. Uh, he is, uh, you know, he does, uh, 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 you know, proclaim Christ as his savior. He's, you know, I could consider him a brother in Christ. And yet when it comes to gold, it, it just really, you know, kind of irks me when he puts out these types of, of videos and gives people this type of advice. I've talked about this in the past. You know, if you want to find a volatile investment, look to the stock market. Dave's a huge fan of the stock market, of mutual funds, right? If you want to find an asset that has been a really poor investment and has almost always lost out over the long term, Look at cash, look at fiat, look at the U.S. dollar. Now, yes, there's a role for having some cash on hand, whether it's physical cash or in the bank, for, for emergencies and whatnot, okay? And, and Dave talks about that. But yeah, I, I've, I've made a video on this in the past that, that over the last 
uh, you know, 19 years going back to 2000, even back to 1990, because 2000 is a bit of a cherry picked number considering how gold performed past uh, the year 2000. But even back to 1990, obviously gold has outpaced the dollar because the dollar's inflated quite a bit over that time span and gold has gone up. But even versus what you would consider a, 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 um, an asset with a yield, like, like a bond or, or a certificate of deposit or even a higher interest rate savings account that's, that's bringing in, you know, two, three, whatever percent a year, uh, gold has outperformed that as well. Going back to 1990, not even just back to 2000 and 1990s were not a great decade for gold. And the same thing goes for silver as well. And yet he continues to push this. And, and, and the real problem with this, and, and you see it so much in, in, in kind of investment advisors and the mainstream financial media, et cetera, is this belief that everything will always be okay, that, 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 that because we've lived in this, this period where certain assets like stocks or pensions or, or not really an asset, but but you know something that you can count on pensions, social security, etc. Because they've been here for for most of somebody like Dave's life, that they're going to be for the rest of his life, the rest of my life, for the rest of your life, and that's that's a very dangerous assumption. Because you gotta you gotta wonder, you know, this guy's sixty seven, his dad's eighty nine. You know, maybe it's in his genes to to live another twenty years, another thirty years, and he's got to have some sort of financial plan for that time period. Now, I don't know anything more about this guy's investment portfolio or what he has in terms of, of social security or pensions, etc. For, for retirement, but most of those things have a huge question mark over them for somebody that is my age. But even somebody that's 67, there's still a huge question mark. What is the long-term sustainability of something like a pension plan? I've talked about this in the past. I'm not going to rehash it too much, but they're a, they're a Ponzi scheme. Let's call it what it is. It's a Ponzi scheme. They're, they're going to ultimately run out of money. And whatever people are paying in now into this Ponzi scheme, they're most likely not going to get back. And if they do, by, by some, some uh, extraordinary measures, it's going to be through some sort of bailout and it's going to be in very inflated dollars. The same thing goes for Social Security. You know, I'm in my 20s. And Social Security, unfortunately, is something that we all have to, you know, for the most part, pay into. But do I expect to see any of that when I retire? No. And if it if it if I do, it's going to be massively inflated, right? It's going to be worthless uh, for all intents and purposes. It's going to be far less than what it's worth now. But even into these other assets like mutual funds, four hundred one ks, IRAs, other types of long terms, even even um, things like well, we'll we'll start with things that are more equity based or 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 uh, stock market based to some extent, real estate based, uh, those types of things. Well. Look at the valuations today. You know, he's basically telling them liquidate this. And, and who knows what he means by liquid? Like, where are you going to liquidate this? Is he going to hold it as cash, which is going to inflate? Is he going to put it into the stock market or something like that? I look at valuations today. I mean, the stock market is very overvalued right now. The, the upside potential for where the stock market is right now, pretty limited. Downside risk, huge. In fact, you know, there, there's potential where this guy uh, puts his 50 grand into the stock market, buys some index fund, uh, mutual fund, etc. And he, you know, he might not break even on that when you count for inflation for another 20 years, another 10 years. It's happened in the past here in the United States where it's been a long time period. Look at a place like, you know, Japan where, where 
the, the, the some stock market indices over there are still haven't gotten back to, to their all-time highs from decades ago, right? And so that's just the stock market equities. And you know, I don't know if, if mutual funds are always going to be stock market based. There might be some other um, assets in there as well. Uh, but but even if you even if he's like, you know, I, I uh, later in life, I want to to find a more more um, long term stable investment. I'm going to put it into something like like CDs or, or uh, high high yielding uh, savings account or something like that. Well, even then you, you got to worry about inflation. Right. And this is, you know, this goes back to, to all the work that I've done and so many others have done regarding things like the national debt, the Federal Reserve, QE, you know, the long term picture over the next 20 years for this guy is going to be out of control debt, more and more money printing, inflation, inflation, inflation. And I think this is something really important to understand that that, yes, there have been time periods in the past. And again, for probably much of Dave's life where investing in something like the stock market can be akin to cooking a dinner that consists of a crock pot meal. Maybe you guys aren't familiar with a crock pot, but basically it's a pot that you plug into a cer- to, to the wall uh, uh, and, and it, it's like a ceramic pot inside of this metal container and it heats it up, okay? And, and usually you make like a roast in there, you make a soup in there or something like that. And it's, it's like a set it and forget it, right? You, you, you set it before you go to work and you come home and it's done, right? Like a 12-hour thing, piece of cake, Super easy meal besides the prep work that, that goes into putting it in there in the first place, right? That's a crockpot. And, and maybe that has worked for a lot of people of Dave's generation, of the boomer generation for years and for decades. But that hasn't always been the case. And, and I would argue that it actually hasn't been the case because, you know, there's been time periods where, hey, maybe we should uh, limit our exposure to the real estate or the stock market in 2006, 2007, Maybe this this what certainly appears to be a bubble in the tech sector in 2000 is just that. Maybe we should limit our exposure, right? And so, but 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 what I'm saying here is that investing long term shouldn't be treated always. Maybe there's part of your portfolio that can be treated as this, and obviously none of this should be taken as investment advice. This is just some of my own commentary, some of your own some of my own thoughts on it. But it should be treated as a crockpot for most of your portfolio. No, it should be treated as. Uh, a burger on the grill, or how about this? Like I've, I've used this analogy, like a salmon fillet on the grill, right? You, you do not want to burn that. You do not want to let that dry out. You need to be on top of that. Now, you, you don't want to be overactive in the markets because sometimes, you know, overactive in, in the stock market means you sell too soon, you, you buy too soon, uh, etc. But you, just holding this this set it and forget it method can be very dangerous over the last couple of decades. You, you missed out on a fair amount of gains versus uh, if you had used some really easy principles like, hey, let's sell the stock market when it reaches a certain multiple of, of when prices, you know, reaches a certain multiple of earnings and let's buy it when it gets under a certain price. Um, additionally, you got to understand that it's, 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 it's foolish to believe that the next 20 years are going to be like the last 20 years. We're moving into a different, we already have, right? As of 2008, we've moved into a different paradigm. People just haven't always realized it. But as soon as that stock market, that real estate market popped, as soon as the Fed lowered interest rates, you saw this as a global response by central banks, by governments to to keep the system afloat. We moved into a different paradigm and it's only going to get worse for stocks, for fiat, for bonds, etc. They're going to have bright points along the way for bonds, 
for, for maybe even fiat, for the U.S. dollar, for even stock markets. They're going to have their rallies, but as a whole, the paradigm has shifted. And you can't treat this as a crockpot, a set-it-and-forget-it investment. And yet, something like silver and gold, they, they are poised for, for what I would say is huge gains over the next 20 years because of what's going on in the rest of the world at the economic and at the market and the financial level. But even if they don't, they're going to maintain their value. Do you, do you, if you're 67, are you going to want to eke out every bit of potential gain out of your portfolio for the next 20 years and expose yourself to a fair amount of risk? Or do you want to put in something that, well, certainly looks undervalued, like silver or gold, and stands to benefit from the policies that we're likely to experience over the next 20 years, even over the next five years? Receiving fifty thousand dollars in gold from your your elderly father, um, he should be viewing that as a blessing, and maybe respect some of his father's uh, wisdom in in holding in that gold. What if that? What if this father? Right. Let's say this this guy. And this is a scenario. I don't know how old this guy is or what his medical condition is, but let's say this guy had put it in, in twenty years ago had all this money in in some cash account or, or something like that, and he had, um, let's say 20 years ago, begun to to show signs of, of dementia or something like that. So over 20 years, he becomes less and less involved in his investments, his assets, his kids aren't keeping up with it. You know, where would that cash be worth today? Or even a low yield type of, of investment, right? Like maybe the stock market, if he put it in the stock market, wouldn't have been that bad um, over that time period, but, but again, it goes back to, you know, just because that's how it's been over the last 20 years doesn't mean that's where it's going to be in the next 20 years. But, you know, the, the, this father, I think, has made a good choice in buying gold whenever he did, you know, unless he bought it, you know, 2011 or something like that. But, but still, it's something that real that's going to retain value and is going to benefit off of, I think, the system that we're going to experience over the next, you know, five years, over the next 20 years. Uh, and here Dave is telling him to, to throw it into the system, throw it into to the stock market uh, uh, into to fiat or wherever he might end up putting it. Um, and it's just poorly intentioned. You know, here's an opportunity for this guy to diversify and and he's, he's going to choose not to. Now, I mean, looking at, at Dave's recent videos, you look at his, and this isn't everything on YouTube, but the like to dislike ratio going down the list, you know, 93, 93, 98, 98, 96, 99, 99, 96, 98, 85% on this video because a lot of his viewers know that, hey, no, there's some real wisdom in precious metals and gold. And yet, you know, it is, it's just something that Dave is, is, is just, uh, I guess, ignorant of, right? Even searching in his, his uh, recent, let's see here, uh, uh, this one, 85%. A different video from four months ago. We invested over $100,000 in gold coins, 74%. Why is investing in gold a bad idea from two years ago? 46% like ratio. Investing in gold and silver, need advice from two years ago, 59%. You know, so people that are watching Dave's channel, they, they get it, right? There's a, or otherwise, people stop by, like, like watch my videos and stop by on his channel and dislike them. But he says a lot of great stuff. It's just, it's just kind of ignorant because this is, he knows what he's experienced. And, and maybe it's just hard for him to, to understand that things can change. This paradigm can shift. And it doesn't have to be some sort of like uh, 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 total collapse of society for, for gold and silver to make sense and for, for it to seriously help people out. But anyways, 
I hope you enjoyed this video. Um, and, and I hope that, you know, if Dave's watching this, he probably won't. But even if he is, uh, not to take this the wrong way, take this as, as a helpful criticism because, you know, there, there's some real value in silver and gold as, as part of a diversement of portfolios. Uh, and yet to tell people to throw it all into the stock market with some savings or whatever, um, you're missing out on, on, on a potential, potentially very wise uh, asset to own. But as always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video or listening to this podcast. And God bless.